Well, hello everyone. Phil Giuliani here again with a very short podcast, a very short lesson. I know nobody really thinks I can ever do a really short lesson, but this is going to be a very short lesson. And again, I have a, I have a few comments to make today about John the Baptist, John the Baptizer, John the Baptist. In uh, Messianic circles, he's Yochanan, the Immerser, uh, whatever you want to call him, but we'll call him John the Baptist for the sake of clarity and since everybody knows that term. And he's really an amazing character. I mean, he's really the bridge between the Old Testament, the Tanakh, and the New Testament. He's in the New Testament, but he's an Old Testament kind of a character. He looks like Elijah. He's an Elijah-like character. He's dressed kind of um, simply. He's kind of wild-looking. And the um, the Gospels tell us in uh, Matthew and in um, Mark and in John that he has a loud, shrill, penetrating voice, which is a little ironic since his father, Zechariah, was struck dumb by the angel Gabriel, if you recall, because he didn't believe what Gabriel was telling him that his wife, Elizabeth, was going to have a son, and that he was going to name him John. He was going to name him Yochanan. So he was struck dumb and didn't talk until roughly nine months and eight days later. So his son, John the Baptist, and again in Luke chapter one, you can read the song of Zechariah, which is really quite beautiful. and talks about, it's addressed to his son, and he, who is John the Baptist. And he says how, you know, my son, you're going to be a herald and you're going to be a prophet and you're going to announce the coming of Messiah and so forth. And this was also prophesied in Malachi chapter 3 about a messenger coming before him. It was also prophesied in Isaiah chapter 40 about making straight the way of the Lord and a voice crying out in the wilderness. So he was crying out with a loud, shrill voice. So he's an Old Testament looking person, but of course, He's in the New Testament, and he's really the last of the prophets. And why do I say that? Well, all through the Tanakh, all through the Old Testament, you had a series of prophets, prophet after prophet, who came to give messages to the people, to God's people, the chosen people. Many of the messages were about what they were doing wrong, what they were doing right, and that sort of thing. And many of the messages were about the coming Messiah. Isaiah, as you know, has a tremendous amount of that. And his book is sometimes referred to as the gospel according to Isaiah, even though he's an Old Testament prophet. So all these prophets talked about Messiah in the sense of He's coming, he's coming. At some point in the future, he's coming. Hundreds of years from now, he's coming. Thousand years from now, he's coming. He's coming, he's coming. This is 
what he's going to be like. This is what he's going to do, even right down to where he's going to be born in the prophet Micah, chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. So all these prophets had said he's coming. John the Baptist, who looks like Elijah, in fact, even Jesus talks about how he is like Elijah, he stands there and says, there he is. There is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, points to him, sees him across the river and says, there he is. So he's a prophet. He's prophesying in kind of an Old Testament manner, but actually points to Messiah and says, there he is, points to him and calls him the Lamb of God. Even that, of course, is prophetic because it refers back to Torah. It refers to blood atonement, which is really the backbone of Torah. Because the Torah, of course, the first five books, the books of Moses, the Pentateuch, the Torah prefigures Jesus and has types and shadows and foretellings of what was going to happen when Messiah came. And, of course, chief among all those things was blood atonement. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And so he points to Jesus and says, there he is. He's the Lamb of God. He's going to be the true sacrifice. He's going to be the unblemished Lamb. And it isn't going to be like the sacrificial system in the temple of atoning for sin here and there and once a year atoning for the sin of the people. This was going to be for all the sin of the world, from the sin of Adam and Eve until the last sin before the last day. All of this was going to be from the blood atonement of Messiah on the cross. So the fact that he calls him the Lamb of God, I often wondered what the people standing there with him thought when they heard that. And they looked and they saw Jesus on the other side of the river or walking by or whatever it was and thought, well, wait a minute, that's not a lamb, that's a man. But here's John the Baptist prophesying that he is going to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And it was in the wilderness, and, and John was a Nazarite. You know, you can read about the Nazarites in Numbers chapter 6. And I suggest you do that for your homework, Numbers chapter 6. Or if you go to one of the, one of the YouTube pages I have, is called The Torah Class. The Torah Class. If you search for that, I found out not long ago that a whole bunch of stuff comes up. But if you scroll down and see a red, all, all, of the, all the lessons have red backgrounds and um, dark red backgrounds with titles, and you'll find it. And sometimes my picture's there as well. But it, it, it goes in depth of teaching about Nazarites. I can't remember which session it's in. But the Nazarites lived in the wilderness. They studied. They prayed. They interceded, they 
meditated. They wouldn't let a razor touch their head or their beard. So they had very long hair, very unruly beards. They wouldn't eat anything that came from a grape, nothing that could possibly be fermented. So this was what John was. And he preached in the wilderness. And the message that comes from this was that repentance is the way into the kingdom. Repentance is the way that you get into the kingdom. Jesus picks up on this, of course, later in the gospel and says, repent. John says, repent, because the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus says, repent, because the kingdom of God is at hand. He picks up that same message. Repentance, or in the New Testament, the word metanoia, is the way in. Now, metanoia means change of mind, but it also has the impression of you're walking in one direction, and then you turn 180 degrees and walk in the opposite direction. That's metanoia. Because you repent for the sin, and you say, I'm going in a different direction now with my life. I'm not going to walk in that same way. This was the way into the kingdom. And just like, it's interesting that I thought of this a few years ago, but the New Testament starts out by saying that he's a voice crying out in the wilderness. John the Baptist is preaching in the wilderness along the Jordan. If you've had the opportunity to drive through there, which I have done many times, it's just a desolate area. A lot of it is very arid, very desert-like. There's some once in a while you come across a little village. Once in a while there's a green area. But it's a wilderness along the Jordan. And John is preaching there. So the New Testament begins in a wilderness. The Old Testament, the covenant of law, also began in a wilderness. It began in the wilderness of the Sinai. It began at the base of Mount Sinai. So both covenants, both major covenants, begin in the wilderness. So that, 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 that's really interesting. And this man, John the Baptist, you know, he's kind of like a shofar. You know, there have been many teachings here and on my YouTube channel and everywhere else because... That one in Messiah, of course, we commemorate the seven feasts of the Lord, one of which, of course, is Rosh Hashanah, or Yom Teruah, the day of the trumpets. And the point of the shofar blast is to wake up people who are asleep. Wake up people that are spiritually asleep. And to say, re-examine your life, look over what you've done, think about your future, because something new is coming. In that case, it's a new year that's coming. You want to amend your life into the new year. Here, John the Baptist is being a shofar because he's telling people to wake up because not only is Messiah coming, he's here now. The day of Messiah is right now. Wake up from your spiritual sleep. The kingdom is at hand. And so not only is he a prophet, 
not only does he point out the Messiah, he announces repentance and announces that the kingdom is here now. And it's time to wake up. So just some interesting thoughts about John the Baptist because he's such an interesting character and such a, a such a uh, kind of a focus of biblical streams and biblical thought. So I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you'll tune in periodically as we go through some other teachings. So have an awesome day.